For the best listening experience, headphones are recommended. What'd you bring? I've got them all here in my bag. Game of Afterlife, Apologies, Battlesphere, and of course, Corsinopoly. Classic. Classic. Cash, let's get some game night music going on in here. What would be considered game night music? I don't know. Surprise me. Okay, let's see here. Oh, I know. You know what? Uh, Just play something chill. Hey, Corson, you still got one in your bag. You want it? What do you mean I've got one in my Unfinished business. What could it hurt? Let's find out, shall we? Listen, it's just a game. It's just... Where are you guys? We are between plane, the astral plane, and the physical plane. For all we know, we could be stuck here forever. Think about cat. What is this place? Sonoran acclamations exist, but for one purpose. Is this really what the physical plane is like? And what do you think of the music? Corson, you're one terrifying son of a bitch. That means so much to me. I'm free. Who is that? <laughs> Who is that? Oh, you're gonna love him, dearie. We got an attendant to rescue. Let's go. What could you have possibly done that could justify the way you're talking about yourself? You're not having fun, Corson. Come on. Think of it like a board game. No, that's actually helping. I think I am having fun now. Game Night, a six-part miniseries exclusive to Club 86 members. Visit patreon.com forward slash desert skies or click the link in the show notes below to learn more. I'll just give this one more turn and... There. Okay. Try again. Oh boy, there's a sound I love to hear. All right, traveler, you are ready to go. Stay safe out there. Watch for potholes. Hey, look at you, mister. I have no purpose. You fixed the Skylark. Sure did. What was wrong with it? Nothing. See you later, friend. What do you mean, nothing? I mean... There was nothing wrong with their car. Then what were you doing out here this whole time? I don't know. I was feeling a little stressed. And I thought it might be fun to work on a Buick, but Skylarks never break down, so I had to pretend. Now I feel better. Pretend? Yep. Told the traveler their car had a broken alternator. Then I broke their alternator. And then I fixed their alternator. I do that sometimes. Really? You break things when you're stressed, and then fix the thing you just broke. How often do you do that? Not often. Like I said, usually just if something's really stressing me out, or making me mad. You know, like they say, break it till you make it. I don't think anybody says that. So, anyways, not only did I relieve some of my stress, but I also got to feel really helpful. But you weren't being really helpful. And you're not being helpful right now, Judgy McJudgerson. Stop being my moral compass, Tandy, and start enabling me. Uh, no. Suit yourself. I'm going back inside for a snack. Join me, Tandy. Let us celebrate. A job well done. I'll have to cancel my other plans, but sure. Were you able to fix the traveler's car, mechanic? That I was, Cash. That I was. Glad to hear it. And were you able to speak with Weiwei about my request? I was. So, I went up the mountain, and I covered up the cave entrance with some of the biggest rocks I could find. And I spoke to Weiwei. He's assigned two coyotes to keep watch on the cave. He's also having them keep an eye on the highway while they're at it. 
just in case someone enters our sphere that poses a risk. Your soldier frame is gonna be fine up there, Cash. Don't worry. Cause when you worry, I worry. And when I worry, I break stuff. Break stuff? Cash, are you sure you don't want to just move your soldier frame from the cave to the station? You could hide it in the basement. It'd be less distance for you to transmit. Thank you, attendant. That won't be necessary. I'm able to transmit to the station just fine, as it's within range. Though, I have been thinking about something. What's that? Well, I'm able to transmit from the mountain cave to the station, allowing me to control this unit. Right. But, with a stronger signal, I could likely transmit much farther. It's possible I could even reach the other cache units scattered across the astral plane. But how? Where could we find the transmitter that powerful? We already have one. Almost. Sort of. Almost sort of. Desert Skies FM. Oh, right. What would that take, Cash? Just plug your soldier frame into the FM transmitter? Yes, but also converting the broadcast signal to 2.4 GHz ISM band modulated with frequency shift keying to encode the carrier's signal. But more than that, we would require a huge amount of energy to increase the signal beyond its current capacity. Oh, that's all. Listen, Cash, Zochila Q could have come to the Desert Sphere long ago. She hasn't. Maybe she never will. She's probably forgotten all about you. You don't know her, Attendant. Corson was right. She's vengeful. She won't stop. Not for anything. Once she and the others have completely destroyed the highway, she'll come for me. And for the station. Can we talk about something else, please? Seriously. This stuff is starting to make my tummy hurt. It's going to be okay, Mac. But we can't afford to not talk about it. We have to be prepared. Yeah, I know. It's just... a lot. I still haven't learned how to play the guitar, and it's a token. So it has to be important, right? And Cash is my friend, and I don't want nothing to happen to her. And Shirley's left the station to find her dad, and we haven't heard anything for ages. And the old attendant is out there trying to rescue the prime mover from Zochilacue. And Masonia said I'm supposed to fix the astral plane, and I can't decide which burrito I want to eat. And I want to start smoking again. But I quit. Even though I'm dead. And I just need a break. I get it, Mac. You should take a break. I can handle the next few travelers that come in. You should take a moment to chill in the basement. Cash can play you some nice music, maybe print out some childhood memories from old traveler bios. I'll even microwave you a couple burritos and bring them down. You guys would do that for me? Of course. It would be our pleasure. Well, thank you guys. I'm definitely taking you up on it. When I come back up, I'll be a brand new, refreshed, not stressed, remarkably blessed, leisurely dressed. Thunder? But that means... Hey, bud, what's up? Weiwei says the Coyote crew spotted a Skylark entering the Desert Sphere coming from the direction of the Forest Sphere. Says they're going real fast. What is up, bitches, and so on and so forth? Cash, baby, I think we're going to need the you-know-what of yours. It's okay, Corson. I told them. Wonderful. Get that soldier frame down here. Mechanic, what does this station have in terms of weapon defenses, apart from the aforementioned laser-armed lady? Uh, weapon defenses? Surely, you're safe. And, uh, 
Attendant? Hello, mechanic. Daddy's in a whole lot of pain, mechanic. Let's get some shack juice in him. Stack. A whole lot of pain? What happened? Is he hurt? Quit coddling me, Cheryl. A few scratches. It's not like I can die. For now, let's get the prime mover out of the trunk and find a place to hide him till he comes to. Get the what? The prime mover is in the trunk? Mechanic. Weapons. What have we got? You've got a dozen or more rebel sphere movers headed this way, and they're not happy. A dozen sphere movers? But first, Shack Deuce Mechanic, please, now. Prime mover first, Cheryl. Priority. Mechanic, are you paying attention? Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, yes, Mechanic. Daddy first. But I just. <laughs> Look at that. Something's wrong with the coffee machine. I better fix this. Excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Watch your feet. The attendant has a first name. It's T-E-N-D-Y. What in the hell was that? Break, Break it, it till you, you make, make it. it. sure how long I've been gone, but apparently long enough for the cheese to slide off his cracker. Well, thanks everyone for breaking my mechanic. Look, Corson, surely, Mr. Edwards, before we do anything, we have to acknowledge that yelling over one another is going to lead to nothing but confusion. Look, I'm the attendant. This station is my responsibility. Somebody needs to help me understand what's happening. Who wants to explain what's going on? Daddy. I suppose you can provide the fullest picture, but you're in no shape to share at the moment. Of course I am, sure. I've been beat up plenty worse than this before. And at least here, you don't stay hurt too long. Help me over to the table. Let's all sit down. And the prime mover. Is he really in the trunk? Do we need to get him out? Nah, he's good for now. We'll get to that. I'll do my best to explain the situation, Attendant, but please know that as soon as this story's finished, we got work to do. Though, I don't know exactly what that work looks like yet. I suppose we're depending on you to figure that out. Hopefully this story will help with that. I understand. But before we start, Cash, it's so good to see you again. And you, Attendant. Good to see you again. I'd say the same, but I don't remember ever meeting you. No, I don't suppose you would. But we have met. Looks like you settled in just fine. Now, I'll tell you what I know. Shirley said she told you about my visions. Back on the physical plane. Well, for the longest time, I didn't remember anything about that. I'm sure you can relate. Just woke up standing behind that counter. Where am I? Initiating orientation process. 
Attendant, the building that you occupy is called Desert Skies. It is an astral plane fuel and service station. Tenant? What's happening? What's going on? The astral plane is a plane of existence that exists between the physical plane and the next plane of existence. Register went on like that for hours. Telling me everything I needed to know about running the station, assisting travelers. It's funny though, even though I couldn't remember nothing about the physical plane, I felt like I already knew everything about running a gas station. Something about it was second nature. Job came pretty easy. Then they started. What started? The visions. One day I was outside just looking up at the stars. Something I did often. You know, every sky is different on every sphere. But there's no sky in the astral plane that can hold a candle to the one here. I have missed it. Anyways, one night I was looking up at the stars, pondering the mysteries of life and death, when the stars began shifting, coming together and forming shapes. I saw two faces. I saw you, and I saw the mechanic. Then I heard a voice in my head, clear as I'm speaking to you now. It said, Behold the stewards of the sphere, and gaze upon them true. For every soul and every sphere relies upon these two. The one will break the broken, the other one will mend. For one, the job continues. For one, the job will end. What does that mean, for one, the job will end? I can't say. I don't know. This vision, I saw it many times. And the voices return to me always with the same message, but no explanation. And then, one day, he arrived. Oh my lord. It's you. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies. I think you're my mechanic. Mechanic? You gotta be shitting me, friend. Do my hands look like they're covered in grease? Well, no, but... Listen, Traveler. I know this is gonna... Not a mechanic, no, sir. But I do love a good car. That's good, because... Who's this Skylark belong to? A pristine 61 Skylark. It's not mine. And I don't know why I was driving it. But who damn, it is a sight. How much for it? The Skylark? You're certainly not going to need it, son. Need it? What's need got to do with it? I just want to add it to the collection. Need. (laughs) You sound like wife number one and number three. Need? Look at me, sir. Do I look like I need a car? I want it. And I can pay for it. 1961. Good God. They don't make them like that anymore. New ones ain't too bad, though. I actually just bought one. Not for me, but... This place... It's beautiful. I've never seen stars like that. It is beautiful indeed. And I'm glad to hear you think that. Because you're gonna be here a long time. Be here a long time? Are you kidding? I don't know where I am, but... I need you to tell me how to get home. Tonight's an important night for me, and they're probably wondering where I... You're dead, son. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. What did you say? You know what? Forget it. You want that car? That's fine. Come inside and we'll figure out some kind of agreement. When I brought him inside, I told him to type his name into the cash register and hit enter. He didn't hesitate. After he hit that key, his memories were erased and we got back to work. You tricked him. That seems wrong. It's dishonest. And here, I'm the one who's always accused of lying. Maybe it was a little deceitful, but I couldn't risk him trying to get back to the physical... What's that? It's Mac. He's in the basement. Mechanic? Can I get like a real basic drum beat playing down here? Sure thing, mechanic. Acoustic or synthesized? I don't know. Surprise me. Very well. Playing now. The basement. It's here on this plane? <laughs> I never knew. Mac sounds like he's doing better. Maybe we should invite him to join us. I believe the mechanic could benefit from more time alone, attendant. This conversation could send him into another fit. Yeah, you're right, Cash. Mr. Edwards, what happened next? Daddy, are you sure you have the strength to continue? I'm good, kiddo. Feeling better every moment. Something about being back here is good for me. Anyways, like I was saying, after I got him to enter his name to the register, he became the mechanic. But there's something missing. Someone from my vision who was yet to arrive. Where does astral fuel come from? It's probably best not to know. But it's good for washing hands before you eat a delicious burrito. Mechanic, I hope you toss two of those in there. No. But uh, you tell me what kind you like, and I will be quick to oblige. I'll have to take a rain check. It's time to get back to work. Nah, you staying here. Let me handle this one. Besides, this would have been like my eighth burrito since the last traveler. Larry's lobster with melted butter. I know you like that one. You know me well, mechanic. I could use a small break. All right. Time to go say hello. Cash? Yes, attendant. I just can't get used to your new voice, Cash. Or anything else that's changed about you. It was an extensive system update, attendant. I'll take your word for it. I need you to request some more hand soap. The mechanic's been washing his hands with gas again. Placing the order now. I know you. Send me back. That's not how it works. Send me back now! You're... Look, I know I died, but I can't. I can't be dead. Do you understand? I have to go back. She's all alone now. She's all alone, and it's my fault. Please. I have to go back. Okay, okay, son. Calm down. I think I can help. Come here. Behind the counter. That's right. Just type your name into the computer. Why? Will it send me back? Just type your name. Why are you looking away? Because I shouldn't see it. I don't think I'm supposed to know. I'm not supposed to. Fine. Whatever. 
There you go. Name typed. Now what? Just hit enter. I'm sorry for yelling. That's okay, son. If I hit enter, it will send me back. Let's give it a try. Won't hurt nothing. Okay. Here goes nothing. And then I was the attendant. And you were gone. As soon as you hit enter, I snuck outside. Understand? All of a sudden, I had my memories back. I knew my name. I remembered my visions back on the physical plane. I remembered you, sure. And your mom. And as those memories flooded back, I suddenly had this strong urge to just get up and go. To get out there on the astral plane. So I waited on the side of the station until the mechanic was back inside. Then I took the car meant for you. Where did you go? I went just about everywhere. I saw things unimaginable. It's funny. As the attendant, you send so many people down that road. Sure, you tell them about rest areas and communication stations, but you have no clue that you're sending them on the most remarkable journey. That what they see, what they experience, will change them eternally. The astral plane is a wondrous place, attendant. You know what's remarkable? How close you all are to being destroyed. I may be a sphere mover, but even I can't protect you from what's coming this way. While we're in here playing old attendant story time, forces are on the move. What forces? Attendant, are you afraid of me? Yeah, a little, I guess. Um, a, a lot, actually. Compared to what's coming this way, I'm about as scary as Lord Licorice. There's one last part of the story I still must tell. And this part is where our mutual friend here plays a part. Oh, goody. I love stories where I foolishly embark on ridiculous endeavors that would end my comfortable existence and put all of the astral plane in mortal danger. I knew Corson was clever. Did you know he tried to steal my mechanic? Bitches, please. Like I said, I knew he was clever, so I recruited his help. The astral plane is in danger. What do you mean, in danger? Look, if it puts you at ease, I did not take the mechanic, and I have no intention to. I've actually grown a little fond of that station and its staff. If that's true, then help me save it. Save the station. Save the plane. I don't follow. You don't have to. You just have to help me. What are you asking me to do, exactly? Help me break into Zochilicu's palace. That's why you were imprisoned. No wonder she locked your ass up. Are you insane? Breaking into the home of a sphere mover? What on earth for? There's something that I have to... borrow. Borrow my ass. What could be so important that you'd risk your very existence to steal it? I don't know. But it's something of great importance. Oh, it's something of great importance. You know it's of great importance to me. Not starting a war with some psychotic sphere mover. Oh, and my privacy. That's important to me. Thanks for coming by uninvited, by the way. And my games. Very important. 
The only thing that's not important to me, attendant, is whatever it is you're trying to steal. She'll kill her, Corson. Crush her. I'm sorry. Kill who? You know who. I'm afraid I don't. Cash is in danger, Corson. I know you helped her when she was running from Zochilakiu. I know about her soldier frame hiding in the mountain behind the station. When Zochilakiu comes to destroy the station, and she will, she'll find her. She'll tear her metal body in two. But how could you have possibly known? They show me. Who shows you? I don't know. But I see them. These visions. I see some of what's happened. I see some of what's happening. And I've seen the worst of what will happen if we don't retrieve whatever is hidden in the dungeons of that palace. Will you help me? On one condition. Should we succeed, will you become my non-voluntary gaming partner for all of eternity? Absolutely not. Fine. Let's go, bitch. We took to the highway, what remained of it, and traveled across the spheres by foot. But I thought the highway couldn't be traveled by malevolent sphere movers. I assume that's why they were trying to destroy it. Very good. There is an enchantment on the highway, meant to protect travelers from the sphere movers who would seek to do them harm. That's why Zochilaku and her cohorts are using their combined powers to destroy it. Now, Corson here. I seek no one's harm, attendant. I fantasize about it, sure, but... Anyways, when we arrived at Zochilaku's palace, we enacted our plan. Corson? Maybe you tell this part. I'm actually quite proud of this piece, Attendant. So, of course, I'd be happy to share. We arrived at the doors of her palace. Oh, it's you. you. I thought I heard thunder. Hello. My dear, dear Corson. After our last meeting, I was certain that you decided you would not be joining our little band of rebels. Oh, that I may be having a change of heart. Oh? So, Chilicu, you yourself have told me of your immense power, of your armies of humans, who you would use to bring the astral plane to its knees. My humans hinge on my every word, Corson. They really are remarkable. I'd have so many more if they hadn't built that highway. Sure, sure. But where are they? Uh, I don't keep the entirety of my army in my palace, Corson. Could you, you imagine, imagine the smell? No. no. There is only a small garrison here for security purposes. The others are preparing. Preparing for what? All in good time. You, you haven't, haven't even made a decision yet. I just want to make sure I'm joining a winning team, my dear. It is important to give weight to such important choices. But no, if you do not join me, then you are against me. And there's only one way that will end. Ah, yes. I know how games work. I know you do. Very well. Show me this small garrison you've kept in your palace. Your security. They're stationed all around the palace. So, follow me. And you'll have your chance. No. No. 
If they truly do heed your commands, show me. Call them all here, into your great hall. Let me see how quickly they obey. Let me see them in formation. Synchronization is imperative. Show me them together. Very well. you're doing. Corson? Corson! Did you get it? I got it. Well, what is it? It's a box. And? I don't know. I couldn't open it. Well, there's no time now. Come back here with him! Him? I will crush you, Corson. Bring me back the Prime Mover, now! Prime Mover is in that box. My God. We gotta get him out of here. Let's find a place to hide. Wait, do you see that? See what? There, headlights. Here, I'll try to stop it. You damn fool. I almost ran you over. Standing in the middle of the highway. Well, where the highway used to be. Why don't you be more ca- Daddy? Daddy? What do you mean, Daddy? Daddy, it's me. Surely. Cheryl? It can't be. You're... Old? Yes. Older than you now. My. That's something. But Cheryl, you're still as beautiful as the day I died. Come here. God, I've missed you, baby girl. Missed you too, Daddy. Beautiful, lovely, bitchy reunion, but let's go! Are you in some kind of trouble? Behind you! What do we have here? You stole my box, you nasty little man. Soldiers, seize him. Get your hands off of me! Put that attendant down, bitch. I, I mean... Attendant? You don't mean... Here. In my hands. That's not the attendant you want, so Chilicule. I would believe you, Corsair. But of course I don't. First, I'll take this. Thank you. And now, attendant, I shall remove you from existence. It shall be as if you never were. I'm warning you. Take your hands off him. Hurrah! You'll what, Corsair? Deduct points from me. Put him down. Now watch. And see what true power looks like. I said, put him down, bitch. Corson? But how did you... Old woman, grab the old man and let's go. Daddy, you're hurt. Just help me up, Cheryl. The ability to strike me down with lightning will not save you. Not when it matters. You're making a terrible mistake, Corson. See, that's the difference between you and I. I make mistakes all the time, but you 
You are a mistake, bitch. A blight on the face of the astral plane. Now, I'll take this. We're coming, Corsa. And there's nothing you can do to stop us. Then Battlesphere it is. I don't know how much, if any of that, is helpful, Attendant. Well, I'm glad you're okay. That sounds like it was pretty scary and could have gone worse. I don't know what to do. I have to think about it. I'm not trying to be rude. Honestly, I'm not. Attendant, I'm worried that there may be no hope. We'll just do what we can with what we have. No point waiting for an answer to fall out of the sky. Out of the sky? Corson, you attacked Zochila Q with lightning. You can control it. Oh, that. Well, that's never happened before. Perhaps, perhaps I can try. But why? When she arrives, it will be the full force of not only her army, but she'll be with the other corrupt sphere movers and their armies as well. Then let's meet them with an army of our own. Attendant, what do you mean? I have an idea. I have to go tell Mac. Mac, are you down there? Coming up now, bud. Mac, I have to tell you something. I gotta tell you something too. What in the hell is that behind you? Uh, excuse me, don't you mean who in the hell is that behind me? Look, it, it doesn't matter. Mac, Andy. I know, I know how, how we're going to save, save the astral, astral plane. plane. Greetings, Traveler. This is Jared Carter. I wrote, produced, and voiced every character in this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Chapter 11, Part 1, The Attendant. Chapter 11, Part 2, The Mechanic, will be available to everyone on June 26th, and we'll explore what happened to Mac during the events of Part 1. One of the best ways you can support Desert Skies is by becoming a patron. Do so today and you'll get access to Chapter 11, Part 2, this Friday, June 16th. That's over a week early. Not only that, but become a member of our Patreon in the month of June or upgrade your existing membership and you'll get the Lawrence and Debbie Chicken and Waffle Stuffed Burrito Sticker. Hurry now before the offer closes and that sticker goes away forever. Speaking of patrons... To everyone who became a patron since the last episode landed, I made this for you. I'm telling you, Tendi, it works. You'd be surprised. I'll see it when I believe it. The phrase is actually, I'll believe it when I see it, attendant. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now I was testing you. You say it all the time. Cash, 
Sandy doesn't believe I can remember the names of the last 33 travelers that visited the station. Can you? I can, Cash. I have devised a method of station patron memorization. You want to see? Sure. Tendy, do you know how to beatbox? No. Fine. Here I go. Stephanie and Wayman, Julie and Marie, Leisha Kara Cryptid, Eric and Labee, Jared and Samira, Stacy and Christine, Ellen Tatiana, Stefan and Terni, Mandolin Tobias, Philip and Sunny, Ella and Christina, Heather and Zoe, Kevin and Rebecca, Andre and Hill, Skylar and Michael, and another Michael that I accidentally pronounced Mikhail before. Very good job, mechanic. Really? If you like, I can teach you how to do it. It could help you to remember travelers' names. Oh, yes. That'd be great, because I can't do that already. (laughs) I'm just kidding, Cash. I know how smart you are. You can already remember like a hundred names. Yes. One hundred. Trillion. I'm sorry. What was that? Nothing. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, we're the narrators of Midst. What's Midst? It's very simple. It's a weird, surrealist, fourth-wall-breaking, reality-bending, science-fantasy space western about a small, doomed planet floating in a cosmic ocean of spooky darkness. Upon whose alien landscape an ensemble cast of characters, including a crotchety outlaw, a freakishly virtuous cultist, and a diabolical businessman, make awful decisions and fight like hell to survive when the moon falls out of the sky and a large number of terrible things happen in rapid succession. It's exciting, it's funny, it's scary. It's got neat sound, weird music, amazing visuals, and every episode comes with bonus content you can read and examine. Midst is performed solely by yours truly as the three of us narrate all the action, play all of the characters, and bend a lot of the rules about how telling stories is normally supposed to work. Midst is pretty fun, very strange, and it feels like VR for your brain. We believe you'll enjoy it, or maybe you won't, but there's really only one way to find out. You're going to have to listen to Midst. Midst.